Hey guys, welcome back to the Faith is Motivation podcast. Um, here we try to inspire people in motivation, finance, fitness, and overall happiness. Today we have a very special episode, so we're going to be sitting live with each other for the first time. Um, it's a really deep topic that we think affects everybody and is something that everybody's going to be able to relate to. So we felt like we had to do something special and kind of up our game a little bit for this episode so we can deliver you the best possible product. Um, I am one of your hosts. I'm Darian Hawkins, real estate agent basketball coach, podcast host, um, factory worker. Obviously, I got a lot going on. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at um, Hawk 40 on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to reach my real estate stuff, it's Darian Hawkins agent on Instagram and Darian, well, Darian Hawkins realtor on Instagram and Darian Hawkins agent on Facebook. So if you're looking for property in Kentucky, you can reach me on those. And I'm Chris. Hey guys, um, my name is Chris. And if you want to follow me on any of my social medias, definitely follow me on uh, Twitch and Facebook gaming. Reaper Killstreak, best way to reach me. Or if you want to reach me by email, ChristopherHorn65 at gmail.com. And going to switch it over to our newest. Well, I actually, so we we, 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 have, a, we have a guy here. And um, there was a podcast. I th- it might have been last episode or the episode before. No, it was the last episode, I think, where I started talking about a member of our team. And I was kind of hyping him up. And I was talking about the 19-year-old chubby kid. Um, and I'll play that clip now. So future me editing this, insert that clip here. And then if we're going in, one of the members of our team that helped us with this podcast, he's a young, he's a young buck, man. He's, he, he's a young kid. He's 19 and his growth over the year, I think it's been a year and a half that I've known him. His growth has been outstanding. I remember when I first met him, he wasn't super ambitious. He's kind of he's kind of a, a a little chubby kid and he's starting to go to the gym he's starting to manage his money he's looking at getting into investment property he's saying look i'm 19 years old if i can get this started now i can be rich i can be in shape i can be healthy i can be the best version of myself and i really applaud him for that and a lot of people that meet him and he has a really outgoing energetic immature personality but really the, the true maturity that he shows behind closed doors, the true maturity that he shows, like when it's time to get business done and it's time to get things done and it's time to work on yourself and self, self-improve, he really shows maturity in that area. And that's really all, all that matters. We're all immature. When we're sitting around having drinks, talking with the boys, we're all immature then. But how many of us can can leave that situation, go home and work on ourselves and improve ourselves? So I really give hats off to, to him and, that's why he's a part of our team because we think that he's going to be a hundred percent into this. We think he's going to be serious. We think he's going to help us grow. He wants to grow. He wants to build. That's why he's a part of this. That's why he's going to help us help us grow this thing. Um, yeah, he's 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 someone that we think is really really thriving um, to become better. Someone who's working in every aspect of his life, even though he's extremely young. He's working and he's doing a lot more than a lot of people at his age would do. So uh, without further ado, um, Seth, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Seth. I am not going to plug any socials. There's there's not much to any of my socials right now. So I'm not going to plug anything, but I'm Seth. You're going to see a lot more of me, obviously. Remember the team. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. That's so, about all I got. So um, some of you guys may have seen Seth when we was doing the interviews and stuff. Um, we're actually bringing on Seth as a full-time host because we think he can offer a lot of value, especially to kids his age that are kind of getting into life and they're kind of trying to take it one day at a time when they don't really understand that 
it's going to be really hard to realize your full potential unless you start now and you hit the ground and, running. And and that is one of my main goals. I I do want to reach out a lot to people my age because because I see it obviously in my uh my my other friends and everything how they uh, how they go through life, the jobs they have, not wanting to better themselves in a way that I know they all can because everyone can better themselves no matter who you are. And uh, and I I want to reach them. So so this is a good thing for me for them for anybody who wants to listen. Yeah, 100%. And then um, as for the podcast, we are Faith is Motivation on everything that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and then on Instagram, where Faith is Motivation Pod. We also have a TikTok that's actually been doing extremely well. Um, and that is Faith is Motivation on TikTok as well. So, you know, a lot of interesting stuff. Going up on our social medias, we urge everybody to follow us and show support. Obviously, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, um, Spotify, subscribe, Apple Podcasts. You know, we drop episodes every Sunday and then we do um, YouTube content every Thursday. And then we have like this live, like if you want to see us live, like in studio, sitting with each other, discussing this, you'll have to go on YouTube and that drops on Tuesday as well. So continuing what we've been doing, obviously the first podcast episode, we talked about accountability, right? And we addressed how important it is to take accountability for your actions. And that is the acknowledgement that you can do better. That's you looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I've made this mistake. I've done this. This happened because of me. And that's really important. And then the next step was discipline, which is the actual act of changing and improving your life and doing better. After that, we talked about how important it was to improve your social skills and um, the people around you. Now we're going to talk about probably, so I always put this forth, um, but it, it, it is extremely important and it is one of the most important skills you, you will ever learn. And that's going to be your mental state and emotional control. So we're going to tackle a lot of sensitive issues such as depression, um, such as, you know, making yourself unalive, so to speak, and, and. Um, checking out early stuff like that. So we're going to address those issues and we're going to try to address how to beat those issues. I think we've all had experiences in that area where we've struggled mentally and we've struggled with our own happiness, but we've all also been able to create happiness from there. Okay. So um, first we're going to address mental state and we're going to let Chris give us the definition. excuse me the mental state definition is state of mind of a person mental state comprise a diverse class including perception belief desire intention emotion and memory and that was by wikipedia so so basically what we're getting at is uh mental states basically how you view how, how you view life your your perception on life your uh your state of mind obviously and just however you believe things are going. Yeah, yeah like seeing, what I got. seeing the glass half empty or half full. Um, so like a, a bad mental state would be waking up and being like, oh, well, I got to go to work today, right? Like you're looking at work as if it's some type of trial, as if it's an uphill battle. But in reality, work is growth, right? Because work is creating financial stability, it's creating income, it has money going in. So it should be, you should be excited to go to work. It shouldn't be something that, that brings you down. You should look at it as something more of a positive. Um, do you guys have any points on that? Any topics on that? Oh, uh, with mental state, uh, you know, of course, it's how you perceive things. And uh, that that's something that can always change. You just have to really make yourself believe this is what you are. This is 
how things go. You know, you wake up, you believe in yourself to, that you're going to go to work. You're going to go work. You're going to have a great day. And it can always change. Your mental state can always change. It, it can change daily, but you just obviously want to keep it in a good state. Yeah, and I I will agree with uh, both your uh, both your points. Getting you know when you start the day, getting up, especially when you're going to work. A lot of people get into that mindset of saying, uh, "Do I really want to go into work? Do I don't want to leave early today because I guess I have to." Doing a repetitive motion to get into that good mindset and being in a stable men, uh, mental state is always the best way. Yeah. And, and, and being negative, like if, if I'm being honest, it, it makes you a, a less enjoyable person to be around. Nobody wants to be around someone that's negative. And I think when you have that negative mindset, when you have that negative mental state, when you have that negative outlook on life, it can contribute to a lot of the other problems we're going to talk about a little later in this podcast. So just trying, just attempting to look at the world in a brighter, in a brighter picture and a brighter view to have a brighter outlook that's going to make you more enjoyable to be around and that's going to improve your mental state because people are going to come around you and people are going to want to be around you and they're going to have more in-depth conversations with you and you're going to be able to interact a little bit more which is very important because it's going to be really hard to keep yourself happy and excited about life when your social life is bad so you want to have a good social life and you want people to have a good mental state around you as well as you said yeah, and I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I broke this down, but the reason why we do mental state and emotional control last, the reason why we put it forward is because if your financial is in order, if your um, if your physical is in order, if your um, social circle is in order, if you've exercised accountability, discipline, and created a good social circle, then your mental state should be okay. But we'll touch that a little later. Chris, do you have anything else you want to say on um, just the general definition of mental state or anything? Uh, the only thing I think I will be able to round it up about on that is the early st- being in the early stages of this, it's always going to be the most difficult part because if you do not have the first three stages in, you know, already attained, it is definitely hard to get into the mental state. I can attest to that. Still struggle with a little bit, but not as much as I used to when I first started it out, you know, not having the finances all in control and stress every day. Like, can I afford to even eat? Can I afford to pay the bill? But now with all that, my mental state's more relaxed. I have more where I have the more control. So definitely I agree with having this as the fourth and final. Well, not really final, but the fourth step after everything. Yeah, man, 1% better each day. So the next thing that we're talking about today is emotional control. And our definition guy, Christopher Horn, give us the definition for that. Always definition guy. And I got the, uh, for the definition for emotional control, how well we can manage and control our emotions or more precisely our emotional reactions. And that was a general uh, definition on Google. So I always say that it is important to practice stoicism. It's impossible to not have emotions, but it is very possible to not show emotion. Um, Basically what it is, if you're sad about something, if you're feeling bad about something, if you're feeling down about something, that should not affect the next step you take, right? So let's say I'm having a bad day and I go into a store and someone's looking at me funny. My action, because I'm having a bad day, should not be to retaliate or open my mouth or to say something to that person just because I'm having a bad day and then later come back and say, well, I was having a bad day. I was in a bad mood. That's what caused that action. No, you need to have the emotional control to say, well, even though I'm having a bad day and this guy's pissing me off, I'm not going to act out right? You need to have emotional control. And I firmly believe that men who do not have emotional control are the most dangerous people on the planet. Um, 
So it is important to exercise this, to practice this. And like, just like discipline, it is something that can be trained. You can um, work on various um, coping techniques, deep breaths, breathing, counting backwards from 10. These are things that I used to do. I used to have terrible emotional control. I used to not be able to process my emotions really, really well. So like from a personal standpoint, I was the guy that punched walls. I was the guy that pulled his hair out. I was the guy that banged his head against walls. I've, I've, I've been there, right? I've had an extreme lack of emotional control in my past, but I realized that the importance of gaining control of that, the importance of me being angry, but still being able to navigate life in the most beneficial way is ultimately going to benefit me in a in like the most possible right because our job is to grow as much as possible is to become as much as possible and you need you need to be in control of your emotions right you can't allow your mo emotions to dictate your actions so emotional control is, is a huge thing on how people view you as well like uh you see it a lot in younger people they'll they'll go on like snapchat or instagram stories and they'll uh posts all this it kind of shows like a, a huge lack of emo emotional control and and I almost lose lose respect for people when, when they're when they're doing this. Uh, it, it proves every, to everyone that you're weak. It, it proves that you're just staying sad and down. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be honest, and if I have to edit this out, I'll, I'll edit it out. But when you're doing all that stuff on social media, no one gives a fuck. Like that, like that's the truth. No one gives no a one fuck. Cares. This is why it's so important. This is why this is why social comes before this. It's so important to have people around you. The people who care about you care. Right. The people on social media that's commenting, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Da, 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 they don't give a fuck. They want to do for themselves. At, at, and, and at the end of the day, guys, like it doesn't matter how much you bitch and complain to other people. The only person that's going to pull yourself out of hell is you. You're going to have to make the actions. You're going to have to make the steps. What is bitching and complaining doing? Where do you get? Where do you go when you go to social media? Oh, my God, I'm so oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. Da, da, da. And you're doing all this. What is the benefit? There's no benefit. People are going to start to look at you as somebody who can't handle their problems, as someone who doesn't have emotional control, as someone who cannot, in a stressful situation, solve their problems. And that inherently will take away from your value, the way people view you. It'll make people view you worse. Um, Chris, do you have any points that you want to go in on that? Um, all I'll say on the emotional control is... I will agree uh, wholeheartedly with Seth on about the social media. And that was one that I learned very, very early on, especially when Facebook was uh, pretty big in our time. You know, I say our time as in when we were in high school, that's when Facebook was pretty much in its prime sitting there and would post and then you, and then get a couple of people to comment. But in reality, I knew they didn't care, but I just needed to get my word out. But afterwards be sitting there going i feel more weaker than i did before i posted that so i think we'll all agree on this all three of us uh, when you have these times and and you feel like the need to to post these things you should you should go to your your circle your tribe as you like to say and and talk to them about it personally because once you go to your friends if they are true friends they're not you're not going to be judged for for talking and, and talking things out and stating that you're down because you, you can talk it through if they are real friends if they're not talking it through with you if, if they're poking fun when you're when you're trying to get out of a bad place then you just need to get rid of them uh, it, it's also you can also cry in front of your friends that's like you yeah, can cry big. in front of your friends and, and the day they're not going to look at you as weak if you cry in front of the world they're going to look at you as weak I, I think we have this weird like social construct where it's like it's okay to cry it's okay to cry it's okay to cry but like 
automatically, like naturally by people, when we see you break, when people see you break, they look at you as less. They look at you as someone who can't handle their shit. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you need to go out to the world and, and I'm going through this and I'm fighting with this. Da, da, da. No, you have your tribe for that. You have your boys for that. You have your family for that. Those are the people you cry in front of, right? Uh, it's not bad to cry. It's okay to cry. Everybody cries. But if you cry, you want it to be in front of people you trust. You don't want to, you don't want to necessarily cry alone, which I think that could be beneficial sometimes, but sometimes you don't want to cry alone, but you don't want to cry to the world. The world doesn't, the world simply doesn't care. People who care about you care. Yeah, I will. I, I mean, I'll test it because I've, there's been plenty of times I've come to you or I've come to other people in the group, you know, and I've totally have, you know, broken down because, you know, I've been through a lot, but it so has these two guys, or at least I know Darren. Seth, I'm still getting the, getting to know you, so yeah. we're we're gonna be buddy buddies here for you know until I get to know you bit and more better. But you know, it is definitely is okay, like uh, like Darren has pointed out, to cry with your tribe because they are the ones that are gonna be able to pull you back up, but to give you that step to get to there. And I don't know how many times that we've had so so many talks of you know finances, you know personal stuff that's went on in our lives because you went through stuff. You and I've been there for you. I went through stuff. You've been there for me. Now look where we're at. We're starting to be on that uh, high road to success. Yeah, and and together is the best way to go through that. Uh, until you go out and out to the world and view to the world, because as we all said, they they don't care. I think that not having emotional control definitely contributes to depression. The more you act out, and the more people start to judge you because at the end of the day, we can sit here and we can say, we don't care about the opinions of other people. But if the whole world, if the whole world sees you as weak, if the whole world sees you as, as, as lesser than, than, than what your true value is, if that's how the world sees you, ultimately that is how you're going to eventually view yourself. You're going to be fighting an uphill battle on your own self-perception. Generally, it may not matter what a couple people think about you, but if you're generally generally viewed in society as weak, as not able to handle your problems, as as less than average, you're you're going to be fighting that perception your entire life, and that's going to ultimately contribute to depression. If you don't have control of your mental state, that'll contribute to depression. If you can't see the bright side of life, that's going to contribute to depression. So I really think these two things relate back to feeling depressed in a lot of ways and. So I guess we all have our own individual experiences with, uh, with depression. Mine wasn't big. It really didn't last very long. It was like just over, you know, a few month period. If you're really depressed, it's not like one thing that just causes it and you're just down for a little bit. You just, it's just depression. You're always sad no matter what, uh, no matter what the setting is, no matter who's around you, no matter what you're doing, you are just down. And, and that's how I was for a while, but, uh, I brought myself out of it when I, uh, when I learned to change my mental state to try and improve on my, uh, my own life, focus on my work. Some, sometimes it just, it clicks. It, it, it's like that for, you know, some people, everyone handles depression on their own. You know, I know for me, I handled depression. Goodness. It was, it was good. Like two, three years for me. And it was very it was very hard for me to get out of being depressed or in that state of depression and it was just for the simple fact that i had the mindset of everything has went bad 
nothing can be good again. I just felt, and at that point in my life, it's just like, I felt like anything that was ideally like trying to reach out to Darian, I like, I don't want to corrupt him. I don't want to bring him down into where I'm at. So for me, I had that mindset of it's me against the world, against the depression that I have. And it, it's for, it took, it was a long, hard battle. And I can say that, you know, I'm glad to be here, not depressed. I'll share my, I'll share my story. Um, so, uh, obviously I straight out of high school, I, I chose to go to college. Um, I'm not sure exactly why I chose to go to college. I know I wanted to be a therapist, but I don't know why I was so hell bent on college. Maybe it was because I felt like I needed to go. Maybe it was because, you know, my, my brothers never went. I was, I was the first child out of my household to go to college shortly after leaving college. Um, my first year, um, I, I decided not to go back and I thought I could take on the world on my own. I ended up working in mental health and I got into a lot of financial burdens. I got into a lot of, um, personal issues, which led me to become homeless. So I, I speak about my temporary homelessness a lot. It was three weeks. I had to sleep in my car and I was trying to save up money for an apartment. And then, um, there were some people at the time that, came to me and they said, Hey, we will offer you, we will offer you shelter. So the mistake was with this was at this point, because I was so dependent on another person, this allowed them to extract as much as they can from me while in return, give me the bare minimum. It's, Hey, well, we give you a place to stay. We feed you, but we need this, 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 and this from you. And there's nothing I can do to combat it, right? Like I, I have to, anything that's asked of me, I have to perform. Um, so I became really dependent on other people. And I just want to make it very, very clear. I don't blame anybody for my situation. I don't, I don't blame anybody. And I think I may have said this before on the past, in the past. Um, you can't blame other people for taking advantage of your ignorance. You can only blame your ignorance. I refuse to learn how to handle my finances. I refused to learn how to take care of myself. And then I created all these excuses in my head as to why I couldn't. It's either, well, I needed, I, I needed to get this thing. I needed furniture or I, or I needed this and, and these people needed that and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I've created all these excuses in the world as to why I couldn't work on myself. Eventually I did get my own apartment. And then I remember this first apartment actually went really well for me. I, I, I lived there. I paid my rent mostly on time. I really didn't get behind. Then I ended up making a little bit more money and I thought, okay, cool. It's time to level up, which is a very bad concept. Just because you're making more money does not mean you need to spend more money. Right. And this is something through my ignorance that ended up, um, I ended up learning from, but through my ignorance, I made this decision and I moved into another house. I ended up losing my job and I ended up getting evicted. Then I moved into another apartment. And at this point, I severely downgraded. I was making a lot less money. My living situation was not the same. Um, so I severely downgraded. I was a lot. This is when my depression actually started to sink in. This is when I actually started to sink in that, wow, I'm really not worth anything. Um, I was still very dependent on people. Eventually, I got in financial um, financial hardship at that apartment, and I ended up having to move out. And now I had to move back in with people who, in the past, I feel had taken advantage of me. And this whole situation ended extremely rough. 
And again, I don't blame anybody. I, I'm not, you know, here to down talk anybody, but this situation ended extremely rough. And then I had to come out on my own and I had an epiphany. So I remember my bank account at the time was negative 600 and I had rent due the next month and I had no idea how to do it, right? Cause I was forced out of my last living situation and I had to move into my new house and I had no idea how I was gonna pay anything. I had no idea how I was gonna figure anything out. I had no furniture. Um, and I remember I looked in the mirror and I finally stopped saying that it wasn't my fault. I finally stopped saying, well, people took advantage of me. I finally stopped saying, well, I never learned how to manage my money. I finally stopped saying all of this negative, like all of this stuff that was just untrue because society tries to tell us that it's never our fault. And I looked in the mirror and I said, okay, I allowed myself to be taken advantage of. I allowed myself to never learn money. I never took the steps to manage my money, to understand money. I didn't do those things, right? And the pain that came from me admitting that was extremely overwhelming. Um, I remember this is the first time I think I I cried so passionately, or it's, it's the second time. There was one, one time before that, but this is the second time I've ever cried so passionately. And I remember crying and crying and crying. And then I like wiped my face and the tears stopped. And it was like a realization that, okay, I got myself into this situation, right? So now I have the ability to get myself out of this situation. So if it's, if I continue to say, well, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, then how can I change anything? If, if everything that happens to me is out of my control, I can't change anything. But once I realized that it is in my control, right, I was able to reevaluate my pain. I was able to reevaluate my decisions, learn from that pain, and from that knowledge, I was able to grow. Okay. And since then, um, I can honestly say that I've shot up. I've grown in multiple areas. I've grown in my financial I've grown in my physical. I've, you know, gotten a closer. I've gotten closer to my social circle, and I became the man I was today. Um, so, that's really my story. I, I I don't want to go into too many details because there are a lot of people involved. But that's my story. Do you guys have any comments or anything about you know our personal trials and tribulations and overcoming those? I was I was I will say I was there for not most of it, but I was there for some bits of it when. Cause he would, uh, he would come over to my house to vent quite a, uh, quite a lot. And, and I'm going to say ever since then, I, I've liked seeing the growth that this man has had, but to really watch it blossom, to go from the ground and go all the way up to start to blossom out. It's really, it's been a really motivational and great thing to see from coming uh, from him and seeing where he was previously. And like I said, I can attest to that. Because I got to see that situation, which I won't, I like, if he's not going to say anything, mention people, I'm not going to do it either. And, you know, I know I kept my story short, and that's for the fact, because my story gets a lot more deeper, and it's going to be going, tying into a segment later on to the uh, podcast. I didn't really want to share my story, just because uh, I can't share it without kind of uh, going into detail, and I don't want people to think that they they did wrong because they didn't you have to realize it's on you like he said the only person that's going to pull you out is you and so uh i can't really go into my story but just know that i can relate i i have dealt with it but i pulled myself out of it we, we can all relate to uh 
the whole topic of depression. So we aren't just saying these things as a means to, uh, you know, this is how we think you should do it. This is how, this is how we did it. And this is us trying to show you that there is a way out. Yeah. I don't say that. I, I never say that I cured my depression. I say I conquered it. I destroyed it. I think at this point it's impossible for me to ever be depressed again because I will never go back. Right. I will never hit the bottom. I will never be homeless. I will never face financial hardships. Right. I've grown so much from that point and I've learned so much that I know how to prevent it. And I understand how to prevent it because I understand the decisions that got me to there. And I understand the decisions that I've made that got me, that got me to where I am now. Right. And then this podcast is really just us sharing that information. Yeah. And, the one I will I will say the one thing is whenever I've been where I've been around you for so long, the one thing the first thing early on and the first, even before the first stages of the success, the first thing I always picked up on with you is always have that backup plan. No matter what the situation is, always get yeah, you know, always have that backup plan. It'll give you that ease of mind, I should say, because you know life is uh, life is going to throw a curveball here and there. Life will never be easy. It's always going to be tough. Yeah. So it's it's best to have not just plan A, plan B to Z. Always have that. Always have another plan. You know, it's it's helped me out of multiple situations. Plus, too, it's it's the main reason why I don't get that depressed. Because I wish I shouldn't say more get more depressed. I should say it's the reason why I'm not depressed anymore. Is because I have the ease of mind saying, I if this situation fails. I have situation B where I can cover situation A. Well, situation B doesn't work. Situation C. That's, uh, for me, the fear of unknown. Now I've conquered that fear of saying, these are this, I've got these backup plans to conquer that fear of unknown. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel like I've attained, I've attained so much knowledge that I can't, I can't fail on that level. I can't fall to that level. Um, and I think another thing that's important to discuss is the the difference between actually suffering depression and feeling depressed. So I, I firmly don't believe that I suffered actual depression. I think that I felt extremely depressed. I think that most of the times when people are speaking about their depression, they actually speak about feeling depressed. So if we could separate the two, um, I believe depression is a very real thing, but I believe depression comes in play whenever you have everything. So you're financially stable. Your physical health is in order. You have a good social circle of people around you that that love you, that support you, that you're you're constantly growing in these areas, you're improving in these areas, but you're still sad, right? You can't put your finger on why, right? That's actual depression. And then feeling depressed is when your environment around you, which is typically a creation of your decisions, your environment is probably a reflection of your decisions. The environment around you is bad, and that's what's causing you to feel depressed. So the difference, so like when you feel depressed, the thing is you can you can fix that. There's a cure. It is going to be through your actions, right? If you feel depressed because I'm struggling financially, because I'm out of shape, because I don't have good friends, because people don't like me, whatever it is, that can change. You can change that. You have the active ability to change that. You just need to get off your butt and actually act on it. I think it's crazy to me that people will actually come to me and they will say something like, oh, well, I'm broke and out of shape because I'm depressed. When this, the, the truth of the matter is 
you're depressed because you're broken out of shape, right? Like you need to get your life together before you actually claim that you're depressed. And it's ridiculous that these people will have these issues, these, these, these external issues that can be changed and they will go to a doctor and they will walk into a doctor's office and they will say, oh, I'm feeling depressed. I need something. And they will get a prescription right then and there. That is absolutely ridiculous. Any doctor that ever does that in the history of ever should lose their license, should never be able to practice in another medical field again. That is crazy to me. And that blows my mind that it's it, 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 people check out. They, 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 they check out so early and they, they, they get to the bottom, right? And, and depression should never be a stopping point. It should always be a starting point. Your back is now against the wall. This is where you fight back. And, and you, 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 you neglect accountability. You neglect the discipline so bad that you can't look in the mirror and say, I need to be better. I need to find a way to fix this. I need to understand how to fix this. You're so unwilling to do that, that you'll walk into a doctor's office and say, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what to do. You've never had any type of perception, any type of deeper look on your life. You never tried to evaluate why you're depressed. You said, I'm depressed. There's nothing I can do. I'm going to go to the doctor. That is ridiculous. That is weak-minded. You are so much better than that. People are so much better than that. There's so much potential in people to actually fix themselves, to actually change their environments. If they can take accountability, have the discipline, improve their social skills, improve their social circle. There's so much potential there, but you're, you're running from it. You're hiding from it. You've never had to take accountability. You don't want to take accountability now. So you're going to medicine. You're resorting to drugs because you don't want to exercise the actual discipline of curing your depression. And that's the only way it's going to get better, period. And Darian is right. Uh, and I will say that, that there's no there's no getting around it. Change is scary. Change, change, is, change is a very scary thing, but you really just have to pull yourself to do it. Uh, even if it's just something like uh, starting to go to the gym, starting to, to work harder to improve your finance. Change is really scary in your social life too because you don't know how you're going to bring yourself to, to more people to make new friends, and that's hard, but but you can learn to do that, and and you can you can pull yourself out of your bad state of mind if if you're just willing to change the just simple aspects of your life. Yeah, and the story that I had shared at earlier, that was not me being depressed. That was me, well, not clinically depressed, but that was me because my environment had changed. This is when I had decided to drop out of college. Just lost a two and a half year relationship, and every, and everybody who had supported me turned uh, turned their backs on me, and I and also too the disappointment of taking uh, deciding to drop out of college, which is what my family had worked for me to get to that point, and I had the not did not have that choice to uh, to not go. So having all that, my environment put me into being depressed, and I could not get over it for the two years. Now having a great social circle was my way of getting out of it. I had D here. He pulled and pulled. He didn't take me all the way there. You know, he was going through stuff as well, but he was giving me the steps. I just never took the initiative. That was me. That's on me. And it wasn't just him. I had two, three other uh, friends doing the same thing, telling me, just to pull myself, you have to look in, I have to look in myself in order to pull myself out. And I refuse to do that because I always told myself, I hate myself. I hate that. I hate how I am. 
I hate how everything is about me. I do not use that word because I do not like that word, period. I don't use it, and I do not say that now. I actually say, I like myself. No matter what situation is thrown at me now, I will never get back into being depressed because I am tired of being my back against the wall. My back's been against the wall several times, and I do not want to be always fighting. So as you said, like uh, your, your whole mental state changed just because the people you had around you and your social, your social life has gotten better, and that pulled you out of a bad place. And that's how it goes. Um, I, I recently had to do this. Uh, you know, you guys might see it. A, a couple of my, uh, my friends that I had, I, I, I had to let go. Basically, like, uh, your social life is very important. And if, if you guys aren't all benefiting each other and making, making each other better, you want to see each other improve, improving with them, watching them improve, uh, helping them improve, then, then it's just not right. Cause that's what you need in your life. You need people that are going to, that are going to make you better because if you don't, then you're never really going to get better because you're, you're a compilation of the five people you hang around as, as you'll hear in the future podcast as well. I agree with that wholeheartedly and understand this, that when you're at the bottom, again, the feeling depressed is a starting point. It's not an ending point. It should never be an ending point. Don't make it your ending point. Feeling depressed is a starting point because if happiness lies in growth and you're at the bottom, the only place you can go is up. At that point, all you have is growth. And yes, it's hard. And I'm pretty sure it's Marcus Taylor that says um, that you have to choose your heart. Depression is hard. Letting people go is hard. Waking up every day to try to improve yourself is hard, right? It's all hard. Whether you're doing better or you're staying where you're at, it's all hard. You have to choose which hard. The difference is when you're choosing depression when you're choosing to be depressed and stay in that situation there's no benefit there but when you're choosing to wake up and work on yourself and better yourself when you're choosing to go to the gym even though you don't want to when you're choosing to get out of bed even though you're sad when you're choosing to go out and speak to people even though you're kind of shy and timid there's benefit to that and ultimately that benefit is going to make you happier because you're going to start seeing that growth and we have tips and, and and tricks up to help you realize that growth and see that growth but Ultimately, that growth is what's going to make you feel better. And we do all practice this as well. Uh, like, for example, Chris, Chris here before this podcast, he, he, he only slept like like 30 minutes. But, but you know what? He's here. He's kicking it. We're, we're all having uh, <laughs> our podcast. And uh, but but I will say I, I think we're going to we're going to bring it down to uh, to a, to a very deep level and uh, talk about something that it's, it's very hard. It's a very hard topic to talk about. We can't really say the uh, the word, so I'll, I'll say that uh, we're going to talk about cutting your time short here, and 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 cutting your time short it is it it is obviously the worst thing that you can do, and uh, n- not only does it does it, it it obviously doesn't benefit you, and it, it hurts it it hurts everyone around you, and it it just you're proving you, you prove everyone right that you're weak. And if, if you're at this point, you can get out. I know it's, I know it's hard. I had a friend, I had a friend who's, uh, who's, who's attempted to cut his time short. He went through this, he came out of it and, and he knows it was wrong. And, and I was very upset with him uh, when it happened. Of course, he did pull himself out of it. He, he's getting better. He, he's, he's in a better state of mind. I'm, I'm proud of you. If you see it, 
Uh, anybody else have anything? I guess he'll. I guess I'll share my story because this is this is the part of the podcast where I said that I would begin deeper into it. Of course, I won't use any of the words, um, but I will say I've been to that point twice, and it took the first time I I couldn't do it because I was like, no, I don't want anybody to see that. I don't want anybody to walk in on it. Now the second time, it took it took D. It took, I think, three other people who kept texting, calling, literally showing up. And that, and that, and I still thank them to this day. I will, and it does not matter where we're at, even if we're at the bottom of the barrel or at the top of the barrel. I will always keep saying thank you, and I appreciate them for reaching out and being there for me when I wasn't there for myself. And, and and like I said, that that is very hard. But uh, j- just know when when you're when when you're to the point to where you're ready to you're you're ready to let loose, you, you're ready to cut your time short. Just know that there's always a way out. There's always a way out of uh, the bad situation you're in, and uh, you just have to pull yourself through. There's always a way. I think that every person has unlimited potential. Every person to ever exist has unlimited potential. There's no one in this world that can't be great. There's no one in this world that can't be happy. There's no one in this world that can't benefit the world in a positive way. So the idea that there's nothing left or there's nothing left to offer absolutely blows my mind because that's not that's not the case for anybody ever, period. So when you do get here and you, and you do hit the bottom if i could if i could give you anything if if i could say anything to help people not go through with that not make that choice i would say realize that there is potential there the you you just have to you just have to chase it you have to get you have to get up trust me i've i've reached a point where i've reached genuine happiness i am genuinely happy And the only reason I'm able to maintain this happiness and the only reason I'm able to be happy is because every day when I wake up and my feet hit the floor, I work to make myself happy. Okay. So understand that you're going to have to work for it and it's going to be hard, especially in the beginning, as as Chris says all the time, it's going to be hard and it's going to be a struggle, but you have to have the emotional control to say, okay, I'm having a bad day. I'm sad. I'm hurt. But I need, I need to do this. I need to act this way for myself and I need to do this stuff for myself in order to be better. Um, I will, I will say just it being at the very, at very bottom of that barrel. I'll, it's just like feeling It's it's almost kind of hard to describe that feeling, but it's like having the, having all the walls and the ceiling, the floor, feel like it's coming in closer and closer. It's not a great feeling. I will say I do not. I will not go back to that place. I, and I've never. I'm going to keep saying because I'm getting a little emotional. It's just for the fact because I still remember it vividly. Still remember because it was in my bedroom. I locked my door and I literally put my phone. I still remember putting my phone to the right side and going, and hits going off because Dee was calling. I had tons of other friends calling. And it was just like, 
I was like, I'm done. I was like, I was done. And then I think it was either D or another person that said, you still, you're at the bottom. There's nowhere else to go besides up, man. And of course, I sit there and had to think real hard. I was like, I still have a job. I got a roof over my head. I still have great friends. It'd be sad to see all that go away. Yeah, some technical difficulties. I actually don't think we missed any recordings the way this works, so we should be okay. Um, so getting back to our topic, um, we already talked about the importance of emotional control. We talked about did we did we touch training your mental state? I, I think we touched it just a little bit. Let's go back over it. Okay, so we want to go go into a little more detail on how to train your mental state, on how to improve your mental state. Chris, do you have any tips on that? So training a mental state, first and foremost, is to get the first three steps that we've said, which is accountability, you know, getting your finances all uh, all in order. Again, uh, again uh, having a great social circle is definitely a best, like you've seen the way I've said it, Seth has said it, and, ha and Darren has said it, a great social circle is definitely one of the best ways to be in a great mental state. It also doesn't just, it doesn't just come to you. Uh, it, 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 it takes a lot of work to improve your mental state, to be happier. It takes a lot of work. You actually have to, you have to get out and do these things. You have to get out, you have to go to the gym, get your fitness in order. You have to, uh, start working no matter, no matter what it is, you can improve your finance and, and money doesn't exactly buy happiness. It, uh, as Darian says, it buys freedom and fr freedom, you know, it's, it's going to make you happy when you're in a bad place and you want to, you want to get yourself up. It's going to take a lot of work. You can't just sit on your ass and think everything is going to get better that doesn't improve anything you have to you have to get out and you have to work for it you have to actually improve yourself we we, back, we see this a lot we, we see this with people we work with we see we see friends we tell them the same thing you have to get out you have to work for it and it will get better as long as you put the work in you can make your mental state better yeah and guys i i, I know i hound the note thing i hound the note thing take notes take notes take notes if you can write down that you're successful that's going to help you. That's going to help shift your perception. Um, and then, you know, fake it till you make it. I know people say that doesn't work, but it does. People who say it doesn't work hasn't tried it to its full extent. You wake up, you say it's going to be a good day. Then when you go to bed, you say it's been a great day, regardless of what happened, right? Eric Thomas says that there's no such thing as a bad day, only a bad moment. If I, if I go outside and I was to fall and, and trip and fall into a mud puddle, well, that's a bad moment right? There's 24 hours in a day. That's one fraction of an entire day. Why would I allow that moment to ruin my day? Why would I allow a couple of bad instances to ruin my entire day, right? So if you can get your mind into a place where you're not necessarily looking at each individual event that happens during the day, but the day as a whole, you will realize that a bad day never exists, just a bad moment. Right. So every day you wake up, say it's going to be a good day. Every day you go to bed, say it's it's going. I've had a great day. If it's raining outside, say, wow, it's beautiful. Convince yourself, tell yourself, convince yourself that life is good. Convince yourself that you are happy. And that's ultimately going to help you. Mental state. I, I actually really like to like to practice this like 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 at work. Uh, I will say Darian can test. I'm very optimistic at work. I'm very optimistic. I, I tell everybody, you know, I'm having a great day. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just. 
Like, even if it's not, I wake up, I get ready, I go to work and then I, I get there and I'm like, I'm, I'm off smiles. I'm, I'm, I, I try to stay very optimistic and tell everyone it's going to be a great day. You just have to pull yourself into it. Really that fake it till you make it thing. It does work. <laughs> I've done it so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally on like 30, 30 minutes to an hour sleep. And I'm still here. I literally had the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I could just say, can we just do it Monday? And I was like, no, I'm already up at this point. I have, I've had coffee, fed the cats. You know, at this point, I'm like, you know what? We're coming. I got to come. Everybody else is waiting for me. So I have to pull my, uh, I have to do my part as showing up. But like uh, mental state is definitely, this, this is basically the best way to train your mental state is never Never have a negative thought come across your mind. That negative thought did come across my mind of saying, let's reschedule. Guess what? I said that went out the window. So I was like, no, I done told myself I was doing this today. No matter what, no sleep, little sleep or full sleep. I'm actually going to disagree with you a little bit. You said never let negative thought come in. You can't really control that. Negative thoughts are going to come in, but you just have to get your mental state to the point to where when those negative thoughts come in, when I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like going to work. You're like, all right, quit being a pussy. Go to work, you know? You just got to yeah, let like, yourself know. It, it, it's, yeah, don't let those negative thoughts dictate your actions. And you want to know a great way, a, a great way to help your mental state? Go ahead. You look good. Put a suit on. Wow. That listen, listen, I listen, I put this listen, I find excuses to wear this suit, okay? I put this suit on, I feel like a million bucks, I look like a million bucks, I talk like a million bucks, I am a million bucks. Man, I, Chris, I I've been waiting to put this thing on, man. Look, I, and listen, I, and listen, I finally found the listen, opportunity and I'm suits here. suit squad, suit squad one, Chris the, zero. The <laughs> only I only have there's only been two instances where I've wore a suit, and that was the problem. I, I went twice, and that's the only time I wore a suit, and I will never wear it again. He's going to be in a suit. Listen, listen. No. He's going to be a bajillionaire. He's wearing a mock suit. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so um, just to recap, we went over, um, you know, your mental state, your emotional control. We went over uh, our stories of depression, the key points of depression versus feeling depressed we think that most of most of the time people feel depressed and that's something that you can conquer on your own depression is a mental illness that despite everything being great you kind of still have to deal with um we talked on ways to improve your um your um mental state and emotional control so we went over a lot of things in this in this episode that i think is going let's, to help a lot of people let's recap on how to improve emotional control I don't think we really talked too much about how to really improve it, but how, why, what we talked about, why it's important. Yeah. So, um, your emotional control is going to be in practice, just like, just like discipline. So, um, there's various coping mechanisms you can start with. One thing that that's kind of helped me, um, see, cause when I conquered this, I was at a, I was at a point to where I was already exercising discipline. So I simply told myself, the appropriate way to act is how I should act regardless of my feelings. So I constantly remind myself how I should be in a certain situation and how I should act in a certain situation. And since I expect that of myself, that's how I act. That's what I do. Right. So if I'm angry, but I'm speaking to somebody, I have to understand that I can't just punch this guy in the face, despite <laughs> the fact that I want to. Right. I have to have the emotional control and the stoicism. 
to um, not even necessarily show this guy that I'm mad. This could be an important person. This could be someone that that, that pays me. This could be someone that is going to give me my next $7,000 check. I work in real estate, right? And um, sometimes you get clients that are interesting and they don't necessarily work with you in the best way. They don't want to fit their budget. They come with struggles. And, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I've also worked in mental health as an adult day trainer and a community living support. So that that's you need yeah really the best way to uh practice your emotional control is pretty much at work like especially where we work in a factory setting uh you know there's gonna be people that are just you know dare i say just complete dickheads you know you know there's there's gonna be assholes at work that's just how it works and and uh if you can have people that are assholes at work but but you uh you come back at them with just uh, a good attitude it's okay i know for um for, I know for me, for emotional control-wise, it's more of – I'm more along the lines of what Darian did was just – I just basically just controlled it. It's just where, however I acted is the way I, I'm going to have to mentally put myself into that. It's like if I, even if I'm sad, I'm going to still have to come in with a great smile and it's going to be a wonderful day. You know, A great smile and a red polo. Yes. And I'm retail. <laughs> With with no jacket, no no dread. What are you doing? But he got the hat on though. <laughs> he got the hat on though. Hey. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes you do have to uh, look in the mirror and just tell yourself what to do. Like, you know, stop being stop being angry, stop being a bitch. Sometimes you just have to look in the mirror and tell yourself, "Don't be angry. Quit being a little bitch. You know, you're gonna have a good day." Sometimes you just have to do that. And it, it works. It does. I've done it multiple times. He has too. I will. I will. I will say, before uh, before doing all these keys to success, if I ever got angry, I was angry for like a day to two. Now, if I get angry, it's like maybe a minute or two. I'm like, eh, get, I, I get over it now. I'm over it now. I'll literally go off and I'll just I'll just be mad. I'll just like mad at nothing for like two minutes, and then I'm just back to normal. Same. I say I say it all the time. I'm like, well, I'm over it. Like, yeah, I, I I don't really hold anger, and maybe it's because I'm happy now. But like, yes, yeah, so I'll see something. I'll be like, oh my god, that's ridiculous, and I'm just over it. Also, with that, just being angry for short periods of time. Don't hold grudges. People are gonna do you wrong. People are gonna make you upset. But but don't let that define how you treat them or how you are around them. Because then you're just letting them define you. You're letting them control your emotion. Don't hold grudges. Hey, bro. People gonna hate. Yes. But hate never comes from above. Hate never comes from above. Okay, guys. Well, I think that's everything that we have. Um, so, again, follow us on everything. Faith is Motivation. Um, except on Instagram, it's Faith is Motivation POD. Uh, we obviously want you guys to, to come out and support us. Um, so, if you're listening to this on Spotify, it should... I'm pretty sure we release every Sunday. Yeah, we release every Sunday on Spotify. And then Tuesday and Thursday, you get extra content on YouTube. So if you want to actually see us like sitting in this wonderful purple home of mine, then (laughs) you'll have to tune in on YouTube on Tuesday. And then you'll probably like a lot of stuff happened. Like we had a we had like a little technical mishap, which will probably I don't know if I'll edit that out. But I mean, I might keep it in because I like the jokes and I like the funny stuff to go up on YouTube. I like, you know, YouTube used to be a little more fun and relaxed. So yeah. Um, thank you guys for watching. Uh, again, faith I, on everything. I will say this. I want to end it on a high note. So let's all, let's all three stand up real quick. Get out. Yeah. Chris, 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 go on, go on, go on. Actually, actually, wait, Chris.
Sit back down. Yeah, I'll take. I'll, 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 I'll like sit back you down. You can't see me. You can't see. You can't see my face. I'm tall. Listen, I'm like. <laughs> you're six look three. Great. Hey, we look great. hey, catwalk, 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 catwalk. What's up, son? What's up, son? We out here. We out here looking fire <laughs> wood. Hey. I ain't even gonna say it. <laughs> Alright, yo, this has been Faces Motivation. Um, Deuce.